Welcome to The Quill and the Quantum, the podcast where we explore the intersection of artificial intelligence and the art of writing. I'm your host, Kathy Norris, and in each episode, we'll talk to those authors and other creatives who use or refuse to use AI in their writing process. Today's guest is author and teacher, Mary Helen Sheriff. I was really fascinated and interested in talking to Mary because she teaches a course on AI enhanced book marketing. And I am, I, I can't wait to hear what AI enhanced book marketing actually is and uh, what, and, and what kind of tool it can be, it, it can be for authors. But before I start that, um, Mary, w- when did you first realize that AI was a game changer uh, in, in what you do? So, I mean, I think I kind of like it grew into my existence, probably when it exploded in everyone else's, when all of a sudden you like opened up the news and everyone was like, oh, AI this, AI that, AI this. And I thought to myself, okay, people seem scared, but some people seem excited. And I don't know anything about this, but it seems like it could be fun to like explore it a little bit and see what it can do and see what other people are doing with it. And um, the more I played with it and like noted other people who were playing with it and, and, you know, kind of that kind of thing, the more I was like, hey, you know, I can save a lot of time and money <laughs> by using this. And, um, and I think my clients can too, because, you know, most writers, not all writers, but most writers don't really like book marketing. They don't really want to invest as much time as they probably need to <laughs> in it. So here's a way you can do it with less time. Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think for many authors, and I'm and I'm speaking specifically about myself, the work <laughs> is in producing the work. And then you realize when you're talking to agents and publishers, they want to know about your social media presence. They want to know about your marketing experience. This is an entirely different um, skill set than what you bring yeah. to the table as an author. And I'm sure that's something you've realized too. Yeah, definitely. Before I wrote a book or you know became a published author, I was a teacher. Um, I wasn't a marketer. I didn't have a background in that. And um, when I signed my publishing contract for my first book, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, this has been a lifetime dream. And I want this book to do really well. And I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so I happened to be in a space where I was able to um, take a leave of absence from my job. And um, spend that year before my book came out learning how to market and starting to build a platform so that when the book came out it could explode um mind you the book came out in october of 2020 so um you know plans went awry (laughs) But, but that also was a lesson in and of itself right you know i mean you make a marketing plan and then you have to pivot the entire thing because well (laughs) the world's life Yeah. Yeah. That's how life is. And that's how, I mean, marketing plans never quite go the way they're supposed to, but um, that was a big whammy. Um, But I learned so much through that process and, um, and actually found out I kind of, I, I, I I like marketing, which I, I, again, most authors don't, but I discovered that I in fact do think it's fun and interesting and kind of got into helping some friends with it and um, sort of launched a little side business coaching people, authors on how to market their books. 
Well, you are talking to the right group of people. Um, <laughs> give me a sense of what is, there's book marketing and there's AI enhanced book marketing. Mm -hmm. What is the difference between the two? So, I mean, book marketing is going to be far more comprehensive. You can't do everything with AI, mm -hmm. um, right? But AI is a tool that you could use to market your book. Um, you could use it to do some of the copy for yourself, do some of the graphics. You could use it to organize yourself, to find keywords, to um, target your audience better, um, things like that. You can use it to do it better, to do it faster. Um, you know, you're not going to remove, remove human effort entirely by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a tool that can help. And so did you, you said, I get the sense that you learned this through trial and error, um, sort of feeling your way through it, but you've produced this book, Launchpad, or I should say you're, I want to be very specific. You said you were the co-editor of the book Launchpad, the countdown to marketing your book, and there's a workbook that goes with it. So I'm sort of intrigued about well, what's going on. They were produced um, separately. They happened to come out around the same time. It wasn't necessarily on purpose, but I do think they actually go quite well hand in hand. Um, but the workbook talks is is more like um you know like worksheets and stuff to help you organize your thoughts and to kind of make sure you're covering all your bases. And then the book provides information on strategies for book marketing. Um, and it's each chapter is written by a different author who uh, my co-editor Grace Salmon and I reached out to who were experts. We like we had noticed in the field were really good at a specific thing. So um, we got, for example, Annie McDonald, who is an author and a book reviewer. And she kind of started as a book reviewer and has a book review website and group and all this stuff. Um, and so she wrote about book reviews and how authors can get more book reviews. And she's had, you know, she's been on both sides of the fence to understand um, what book reviewers are looking for and, and that sort of thing. So it's kind of a neat, um, it was a neat project because I got to like tap into so many resources that were out there and other people's experience and brains. Now you say you teach a course in this and and uh, is, it, is, is it something that our listeners could participate in or? I have done it, it at, um, at like, writing events so i've done i haven't done it like as a, a cell all alone by myself but you know i did it as part of um like a there was a ai day through women in publishing and they had like a little summit and five different people did presentations there um i did it you know i've done it a couple different places um to through groups i haven't just offered it as a course on the whole i some of your listeners are super interested and i had enough people i'd be happy to put something together <laughs> um so i guess I'll, I'll just throw out there you're welcome to email me i could keep a you know a list and and do something like that but it isn't something that like you can go to my website and sign up for at the moment well, this is what I love about this this um, point in time in the implementation and the acceptance of AI. We're all feeling our way, and and because I know I'm no AI expert, but I am as a writer who is curious about these tools. Aside from things like grammar check, you know, grammar and spelling check, and you know, just trying to 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 be efficient in the use of my time with this new skill set that apparently I'm going to need in addition to my ability to sit down and churn out, you know, 10 pages a week. It, it, uh, so I, I'm fascinated. We're all, we're all experts in that way. 
what, what's the, what was the the if you if you could give one example of of a use of AI in marketing, what would that be? So one thing that I know I find very difficult to do, and I think from talking to author friends, many authors find it very difficult to do, is write a back of the book description. Yes. It is really hard to consolidate your thoughts and everything that you have going on in your book into something that's short and catchy. Yes. <laughs> you can do a prompt on like chat GBT and say, write me a back of a book description, X number of words. And then here's an outline of the book or, or here's like a really rough description. Like that's not beautifully written. That's, you know, kind of vague whatever. And it will do that. And you know, a lot of times it writes really good ones. You could ask it to write four different ones and like pick and choose the pieces you like of both. And, or, or, you know, sometimes it's just almost like it does the pre-writing for you. Like that's... even if you don't like the final product, it will like be like, Oh, but I could use that structure. Oh, but I could change this sentence to that. And that would be so much, you know, it, it, it can, it can, it can get your brain going. I totally agree. I think AI has become my antidote to writer's block. When I sit down and I just simply can't, you know, squeezing the words out, it's just not coming. And I, I will say, I will, I will put in an, an AI query, um, what, what would the character arc look like for, and I would fill in, you know, fill in the, the details. And I get answers back, some good, some bad, but sure. it jumpstarts that whole process of, of that blank piece of paper mm-hmm. or blank screen staring mm-hmm. back at me, you know, waiting for me to produce something that I think has got to be brilliant when we all know that the first draft is terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, every every writer, I think, eventually realizes that. But that is, I think, as a as a, a jumpstart to creativity, it is, it, it's one method. I know others, mm-hmm. other authors who feel that that's heresy. Um, the AI, as a matter of fact, I'm going to bring in the Authors Guild uh, 2023 survey. The Authors Guild survey bat- uh, said that uh, 23% of the writers reported using generative AI as part of their writing process. 45% said that it was as a grammar tool. 29% said they used it to brainstorm plot ideas and characters. And then 14% to structure and organize drafts and 26% in their marketing. So there, so hence Mary Helen Sheriff. Okay. There you are. You're, you're you're solid, solidly in that 26%. And I think also consistent with what we've been discussing is that only 7% of writers who use generative AI said they use it to generate the text of their work. I think for most most writers shy, at least fiction writers shy away from that and use it um, uh, as as mentioned above. So 29%, 26% in marketing. Excellent, excellent. What is it, what is it that, um, I know there are a lot of ethical considerations in the use mm-hmm. of AI or cautions, cautionary tales. Do you have any of those to share with the listening audience? Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely some things to think about as far as ethics go. Um, and, you know, I mean, I also would like to say that I don't necessarily have the answer to these ethical questions. You know, it's more like things to think about. And I think over time, this is new, the the ethics and the laws around mm-hmm. some of this stuff will will develop. So um, 
but I think um, one of the big areas of of um, ethics around marketing is this idea of consent and privacy. Um, and I, I think you can see this a lot through some of the laws that exist more in Europe than in the United States. Um, but basically the idea is um, there are a lot of things around a mailing list. So many authors have newsletters that they send out and they collect email addresses of readers and fans. Um, and it's important that you are um, very clear when you're collecting those email addresses that they're signing up to be on a mailing list. And I think mm -hmm. most authors realize that at this point, and that's kind of new. But one of the things you can do is you can actually use those email addresses to run Facebook ads. Really? Yeah. So you can target an audience. You can upload your email addresses to Facebook. They will look and see if any of those people have accounts. They can, like if you have a new release coming out, they can direct and target an ad to people who are on your mailing list within Facebook. And they can also do like some sort of measure to determine what the qualities of these people are and find people who are like the people on your mailing list to target ads to. Really? Yes. So that's pretty amazing. The problem is that mo you're now using their email address with a third party. And you may or may not have gotten permission to do that when they signed up for your mailing list. You probably didn't even think that you might be able to do this and request that. Um, so, and then, you know, some people would argue that while you are uploading them to Facebook, you're using them for your own purposes. You're not selling them to a third party. Facebook's terms and agreements say that they're not doing anything with your mailing list except things for you a lot of people don't trust facebook <laughs> so you know it, so there's where the ethical things come in you know you're saying hey i'm not selling this to a third party facebook says they're not going to do anything with this list they already have these people probably already have accounts probably you know 80 to 90 percent of them already have accounts it's not you're not really providing facebook with probably much information of anything new um, so if you trust Facebook's policy, then, you know, you're probably okay to do that. If you think that Facebook's going to use those email addresses, then you have broken, you know, something you have probably in your privacy rules said that you wouldn't do. So, Fascinating. You know, right? Yeah. And so some people will, you know, say something like, hey, if you give me your email address, please know that I will be using this for my own marketing purposes and sending newsletters and in other and running ads or something. Um, and they, and they think that kind of covers it. Do you know what? I, so I think there's just a way that you try to be as transparent as possible. Um, but you also don't want to like turn people off and make them not sign up for your mailing list. Cause it's not like you're going to be hounding them and you don't want to make it sound like that either. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting balance to try to get people to sign up be honest about what you're going to do with it and, and, you know, have that kind of ethics. And, and it sounds like a real continuum too, because we all will probably end up somewhere along the continuum in their comfort level with having our mailing lists used in that, in that way. I know as a consumer of, of, 
things that people send me, I, I'm annoyed more, more often than I am delighted to have been included in the, in the, in the, in the, in this, in the spread of information. And it's something that I had pledged that I would not do to people that had signed up to my newsletter. But this mm -hmm. is interesting that they, I, this was before I even conceived of using, using Facebook as a marketing tool based on my mailing list, which is through mm -hmm. MailChimp. And it, I feel pretty comfortable about the way that they uh, adhere to the requirements of, of consent. They, yeah. they, they are quick to, to delete someone from your mailing list who does not appear to have asked to be on your mailing list. Yeah, and some of um some of the mail server email server companies, I'm not sure about Mailchimp in particular, mm -hmm. but some of them discourage the use of taking your mailing list and putting it in Facebook. Really? Some of them do. Yep. So it's interesting, you know. I, I yeah that that's a big a big thing in the marketing world in terms of of ethics and what to do with those email addresses and how to use them and how not to use them and what's appropriate and what's not. Um, and is there a chapter in in uh, Launchpad the Countdown that talks there about this? There is not. The book was written and done before the AI explosion. Um, Don't so, you no. hate that? Yeah. Well, again, it's 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 a the, the AI world is moving so fast, and yeah. this is and you won't be you will you will not have writer's block when you sit down to to do the the, the update of the edition because that's there right. will that's, that's the right. only you know the positive side. Yeah, we had talked about perhaps doing that every two years or so, just because marketing changes so quickly. Um, so yeah, that would definitely be a chapter I would I would think to add. Well, well, Mary, this has been really interesting. Is there anything that that you would like to add or to discuss with listeners about AI uh, in, uh, enhanced marketing for for authors? Yeah, I mean the other thing that I think is pretty cool is using it for image creation. Hmm. So you can go to something like Bing, which is free through Microsoft, and you can put in, they have a, an image generator, and you can put in like, I'd like a picture of, and you can describe a scene in your book, and it will produce like a several pictures for you to choose from. I have had some cool luck with that. Um, sometimes you have to tweak your prompt over and over again because it'll misinterpret something or, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it can take a little bit of time, but it can be really cool to have this AI generated scene of your book in front of you. Um, oh, you can well, like mood and tone and type of artwork you want. Like if you wanted it to be more like a cartoon or you wanted it to be black and white, or you wanted it to be like a pencil sketch or oil painting or, you know, however you envision it. Um, you can put in mood and tones you might want. Like I want it to look scary or funny, you know, light or, you know, um, so it's really neat and fun to play with. Um, so that's, that's something I would suggest looking into too. You could also, um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. I want to say, well, I'll think of that in a second, but what you can do with whatever it's called and you can upload your headshot mm -hmm. and then you can tell it to put it in different settings. <laughs> And if you have several different headshots, like different angles and stuff, that's especially helpful. And they don't okay. even have to be like your like official heads headshot. You know, it could just be that it's you're gonna upload like 20 different photographs of you, and then you can tell it to give you a headshot in um, you know, a different, 
moods different and backgrounds and different, you know, different angles and things like that. Yeah. Well, I, Mary, you have um, encouraged me or given me the idea. You see in the upper right-hand corner that little box that says the quill and the quantum AI and writing craft, and it's pretty dull. But I think what I'll do is I will upload it into, uh, you said Bing, and see what they come up with as yeah. uh, as something different. I mean, yeah. I think it never occurred to me, yeah. but why not? Why and the, not? Uh, the, the thing with the headshot I just remembered is called Dream Booth. Dream Booth. Not the most user-friendly thing. I think you probably will end up going to YouTube and finding like a little thing on how to use a stupid thing. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's cool and it's cheaper than hiring a photographer to come and take a million pictures of you. <laughs> well, and, and this is true. There is... Uh, I ended up getting headshots for the podcast and it ran right around the corner to, to the corner store, JC Penny, they have a studio and went through that, through that um, process, which was, she was fantastic, a fantastic photographer, but the, the idea of taking that, the results of that effort and uploading it and to see what else is possible out there had not occurred to me, which is why yeah. it's, it's sort of exciting and wonderful to be in this space. And then just the last thing, and I'll, I'll stop. I mean, sure. I could go on for hours, yeah. but um, one, you know, people, you mentioned social media being sort of the bane of some writers' existences. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of writers use Canva to do graphics and Canva, if you have the paid edition now does, uh, has an AI component and you can ask it to create you a whole bunch of different graphics around the same image or the same thing. So it can, you could ask it to say, thir- make, create 30 graphics with this, 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 and this, and it'll, it'll create graphics for you. Um, and then you can go into, again, like ChatGPT or something re- you know similar and say, give me 20 Instagram headlines with icons and hashtags for the following book and put your book description in and it'll come up with stuff for you. And you can even ask it to like, I think you might have to have the paid version to do this, but put it in, in like a spreadsheet. So it's like super organized. Um, well, this is amazing. I, and I just started using Canva as a way of, of announcing new, new releases of the podcast on Instagram. It, it looks yeah. so professional. Yeah, was, it's great. It's great. It's yeah. amazing. And you can do tons with the free account too, but the AI enhanced account does cost. I don't, I think it's like, eight dollars a month something like that I, I i wouldn't swear on that but um it's not a ton i'll just say that maybe it's 15 i don't know it's not more than that well this is the, again i've got another assignment as a result of this this podcast so this is very exciting stuff and and i'm hoping that that our listeners and 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 watchers or viewers have a chance that this this sparks some ideas or some things some ideas for them to 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 do i mean what do you have to lose yeah what do you have to lose to experiment with this and decide whether it's whether you know it's for you or it's not yeah it's just i mean honestly you play around with it for 15 minutes see what happens i think you'll be kind of excited by what you produce um here here yeah and i do i do have a um a list of like prompts okay use to try to get the marketing information so um i'll just say if anyone wants to email me it's mary helen sheriff at gmail.com so that's mary helen 
Sheriff, S-H-E-R-I-F-F, just like on your, your name tag here on the screen yeah, yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah, and I can I can send you a list of um, marketing prompts to use with, um, to try to do, you know, to do some marketing with it, just to play around and see what you get. Um, if you give, uh, yeah, and, and also if you wanted me to try to put together a class, I, 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 we, I could, you know, if I had enough people who did, I would be willing to do that. Well, I would definitely take that class. So I'm going to send in my email for sure. Um, Mary, this has been fantastic. Uh, I love your energy and enthusiasm for trying something new. And, and it's so very easy sometimes to just back away, uh, it, myself included. But it there are times when it's when you take the risk and it's worth it. Yeah. So thank you very much. Thank you very, thank very you. much. Thanks for having me.